Hey there, welcome to Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41. He's Dan Klaso of Preps KC. We're back for another episode heading into semifinals or quarterfinals, depending on which side of the state line you were cheering for, which class and all that stuff. Hey, we're going to break it all down for you looking ahead and looking back here uh, on this week's edition. What's up, Dion? No hat? No hat this week. Um... You know, I, I, you can't show sides. I mean, it's too. I know. Much. Yeah, it's it, this this time of year it gets a little. You know, I've got some teams that have been beaten. Uh, that, that have long you since. Jinx their teams. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I've got some teams like that. I'm. Oh, that's the other thing too. It's like if you wear a hat and you jinx somebody, then then they're they're not very happy about it. I have uh have fished for some hats as well. I I'll go ahead and say that uh, Josh Korkenmeyer, uh, if you check out the highlights of the post game interview, great red and white stocking caps the coaches at blue valley west were wearing oh, nice. last week those real nice real those were, that, those, i mean that's that may be top five that i've seen this year just real classic with just a w well, on got that green yeah. red and white uniform yes. with the uh, stripes on the side good good look over there at west yeah yeah so uh, i've i've uh, put some feelers out for that uh, maybe doing some horse trading on on, on those kind of things but, Talking to Corkermeyer a little later today. We'll see what happens. But that's, uh, I mean, that I, should be your off-season goal is to yes. get a hat for all what hundred teams. Oh uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have a hat for for all 118, 20 teams that I cover, and uh, that would be great. But uh, it, that's you know, some of them, some people have them laying around. Some people get just enough, and you know, some people get a box of kids hats and that's why my kid has one from great yeah. so <laughs> i would guess all you have to do is send an email send an email yeah. with your address they're going to send it to you i feel bad i don't have enough, enough gear to trade right now too i'd love to be able to trade out some gear but i just don't have enough of that right now like you know like that very you know, 120 nice of those uh, uh helmets back there no i don't have that that's a that was a free gift from riddell thank you very much jerome tucker the rep but i don't have that you know the brand new kshb well, logo's been, barely been changed to the to the new blue color for you know a month and you're already Already got the looks like you've had it for 10 years. Hey, when it's a total rebrand, man, you got to get all different clothes. So uh, <laughs> donate a lot of that 41 Action News stuff to uh, to Goodwill. And now, you know, I got the new KSHB stuff. So, no, yeah, we'll, we'll look to see to get some offseason stuff and and looking to kind of, you know, it's, you know, when we started 10 years ago, 11 years ago, this kind of your basic dry fit was kind of now it's all the retro, you know, mm-hmm. Charlie Hustle type looking t shirts. So, may do something like that in the offseason. We'll see. We'll do some things and get some gear for people. Um, we got, we feel like we have a great logo. We like it a lot. Uh, we think it's pretty iconic, especially 11 years in. So yeah, um, no, we'll, we'll do some, we'll do some trade and maybe if we do some postseason stuff, we'll, we'll have, I, I will say that's for two, by we the get way, stay, I'll, I'll wear whatever yes. I'm, not, I'm, you know, I have no shame. <laughs> I will say this, uh, next week, especially on the Kansas side and, and Missouri class six, assuming that Liberty North, Lee Summit North, uh, I would definitely wear a hat of a team playing a state championship game there you go. if they're playing outside the area. So yes, I, I will. Def- I'm definitely open to that. So we'll work on that. Um, well, hey, you mentioned Cork and Mile. Let's start right there with Blue Valley yeah. West. I thought was maybe the best game of uh, of last weekend, taking on Shining Mission Northwest, a Cougar squad, and really both of these teams kind of mirrored each other this year in the EKL and the uh, Sunflower League, and that they were kind of middle of the pack. It was easy to maybe to forget about them, but they put together yeah. good win after good win. They're playing their best football uh, once they hit the playoffs, and it showed in that quarterfinal matchup. Well, and two teams that had pretty good players graduate from the year before, and and they still just kind of came right back. And I think it says a lot about both those coaches and their coaching staffs and the programs that they're building. Um, and that, you know, I think when Ty Black and, and the rest of those seniors from Simon Mission Northwest graduated last year, everyone fully expected them to kind of take a step back and uh, they didn't. They were right back in the same spot. They were, you know, they made it to the quarterfinals again uh, this year. And, and Blake Reeder comes in from playing tight end to playing quarterback and steps right in. And they've got a, 
a junior tailback, Malik Oedis, who's had an outstanding year. He's going to be a guy to really keep an eye on uh, for next season. Uh, just dynamic, um, you know, and almost 900 yards rushing and uh, 700 yards receiving and I think 20 plus total touchdowns. So, yeah, and then you look at, at Blue Valley West and that's a team that has really made an identity over the last few years under Josh Corkermeyer. They're big, they're physical, uh, they'll run the ball. Um, they, Even their quarterback's you know, big. Gage Roach is just a yeah, big Yeah, Gage big. Roach. That, that I always have to stop and pause because Gage Roach is the quarterback and Sage Huffman is the tailback. Yes. And, and, they're, and they're both really good players. And, and they have, you know, they've got some good wins. They beat Raytown uh, earlier in the season, and and you know they beat Blue Valley two weeks ago, and, and a comeback, and then they came back against Shawnee Mission Northwest. Well, they hammered St. Thomas Aquinas too. Yeah, yeah, they did. They took care of St. Thomas Aquinas. Five A. Yeah, and you know, and then they're going to play Blue Valley Northwest for the second time, and and we're seeing all over the place. It's tough to beat a team a second time, and and uh, you know, the, 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 I I like their chances. I you know I would you just said a month ago can Blue Valley West go to the state championship game? I'd be like, well, they could be in the mix. The bracket fell their way to where they didn't have to play Olathe North and Blue Valley Northwest. They had to beat Shawnee Mission Northwest and Blue Valley. And that maybe worked out for them matchup-wise. That, we talked about it all season long that there wasn't a dominant team. Blue Valley Northwest has looked as dominant as anybody can in 6A on the west side. But it, it was a matchup game. It's like, who do you match up with? Where do you get them? Where do you see them? And now we've got two teams that are probably playing the best of anybody. Blue Valley Northwest just ran – Olathe North off the field. That, that was that was amazing to me. Stunning. I think the score at one point was thirty-five to nothing over yeah. really a defensive-oriented Olathe North squad. Yeah, and it's one of, you know, you know, I think nobody would have been stunned if we said two EKL teams playing for the right to go to the state championship game. But at the same time, I think that Shawnee Mission Northwest and Olathe North, and then Lawrence on the other side of the bracket going up against Derby in the other other semifinal shows that the Sunflower League was pretty good too. And we and we talked about that before that they were really. Uh, you know, we thought maybe that the the bot the bottom was not good. I mean, there's 14 teams, and the bottom of that league is not good. Um, but the middle, I think, was better than when we thought. You know, late the South, you know, won their first week and, and knocked out Blue Valley North. And uh, you know, I think that that says a lot about what the Sunflower League is. And then, of course, the EKL's got okay. Let's see here: one, two, three, five, four, five of the teams. <laughs> five of the six left on the east side in 6A, 5A, and 4A on the EKL. And the other was in the EKL two years ago. So Yes. Yes. It still has EKL. Kids who have played in e- for EKL championships are still on the on yes. that Mill Valley team. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, – I think Blue Valley Northwest, Blue Valley West games, I, I would I would lean towards Blue Valley Northwest just because they beat them pretty handily in the, in the regular season. But I'm not putting anything past this Blue Valley West team, especially – the way they've come back the last two, two weeks. I mean, they look dead in the water against Blue Valley and then just yeah. ran them out the second half. So we'll, we'll talk about that more in the, uh, the REMAX Big Three coming up. Uh, but speaking of the EKL, and we'll stay in Kansas here, uh, uh, St. James moves on. But it, it, as long as we're giving out attaboys, how about Piper? I mean, that was a 10-7 game yeah. in the fourth quarter. And that took, I believe, a couple of turnovers on Piper's part for St. James to eventually pull away. And there's two things at play here. One, they did a fantastic job in that game. And two, St. James pulled away primarily because one of the reasons that, that Piper was struggling with, they had a lot of injuries. Their depth was tested. And I think St. James just kind of in the second half, their depth was a little bit better and, and, and they pulled away in that game. And I think Piper and Eudora, who lost 21-6 to Bishop Miege, I, I, I know they don't want any moral victories for teams against the, the, the Catholic schools, but I think that they, those two programs and, uh, have shown um, that – there is the gap is not as wide as it used to be. Um, that being said, St. James looks like they could be good for a while. 
And so maybe they've, they've stepped into the Miege spot, but I think what Eudora did and what Piper did and what um, some other schools have done this year shows that, and I'm going to say this as nicely as I can, instead of complaining about the situation and basically unintentionally telling your kids you have no chance to compete and some just come out and saying it to your kids, you have no chance to compete, try and go and compete Yeah, and try and, and win a game. And I think if you, if you get rid of the rhetoric and, and it's only going to get worse next year when Aquinas comes down, if you get rid of the rhetoric, you might find that your kids play and, and will pull off and win some games because when you tell them they can't win, guess what? They don't think they can win. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of that going around. And, and I, I think that's a huge problem. And I don't want to go too deep down that because there's been some coaches and some post games who have used that. And yes, is there a talent disparity? Yes, there is. Is it fair? Should there be a, a success multiplier? I say, yeah, probably. It seems to be working on the Missouri side. If that's the case, then, then let's do it. But telling your kids you can't compete, you might as well don't suit up. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, you know, and what's the matter? I'm sure there's people who go, we can't compete with Mill Valley. And, and does that, I mean, does that help them in any way? Yeah. No. I mean, you're not a private right. school, but you guys are churning, you know, Mill Valley's churning out winners year after year after year. So, all right, I'm done with my rant. I'm just, I, I, no, that had been right. frustrating me. Yeah, I mean, they should that the other way, hey, look, it's possible, right? Yeah, it is possible. And so I think that, you know, and Baser, and Baser was really good this year too. And, and um, matchup wise, that wasn't good for them to be playing uh, St. James in a, in a second round game. Uh, and, and they, you know, but uh, it, it, at the same time, it's, uh, I don't hear, there's certain, there's certain groups of people that I hear complaining about, we can't compete. And I heard other ones saying, don't say it at all. And so, you know, it, it is what it is. It is, and and look, I, I think uh, the Chiefs' defense is um, turning it around. I think St. James fans are thrilled by that, and that Matt House, okay, stay in town, <laughs> Matt House, so your son stays in town next year, Jackson House, to be uh, quarterback he, because, uh, I mean, he's he's had a, had a heck of a year. Yeah, you know, that being said, I, I don't think – Andy doesn't run his, uh, run his assistants out. He doesn't, he doesn't flush the flush guys that often, so I think he was probably good for at least one more year, but yeah. – uh, no, it, it and hey, the linebackers look better. So that's his position group too. Exactly. That's so that helps. So that's that helps. Area. But uh, thank you, yeah, Nick no, Bolton. They, yeah, <laughs> yes, Nick. That, well, we miss you, Nick Bolton, is what I would say. Missouri, uh, yeah, Missouri. yeah, Missouri does. Uh, yeah, he was our. De- we found out real quick he was our defense last year. Uh, and uh, no, I, I think that Jackson House has done a great job, and Nissen and, and Tyler Claiborne are are fantastic receivers. Uh, the tailback, who I don't know his name off the top of my head has just been really good and steady for them. And, you know, the funny thing about it is, and, and I joked with Coach Pollard from Piper last week, I said, you know, last year, St. James' offensive line was okay. I mean, they did a pretty good job. But they got the ball out. You know, Dakota Burke got the ball out quick, and they got it to the receivers, and they had Jimmy White back there who could make a bad offensive line look good, and they did. Um, this year, their offensive line is much better. <laughs> so, it's you know, they, they don't – I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy made up for a lot. And we talked about this. There's the, the one scene from the state championship game where he's pinned in 15 yards behind the line and it turns into a 60 yard touchdown. run. So they, they're needing quite as much of that this year on the offensive line. And I think that's their, their, their line on the scrimmage on both sides is really what the difference maker is for them. Watts might size. be the running back you're thinking of. Yeah. St. James. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's switch over to the, the Missouri side here. Yeah. Dion, and, and speaking of good games, 
what happened in the Grain Valley Raytown game? My goodness, three overtimes, right? Because it, it, it stinks the timing of it all of seven o'clock games and 10 o'clock sports shows to where a lot of times we're not there at the end. We just can't. And we have cameras getting multiple games and all that stuff and people bouncing around. So you don't always see the great finishes. It stinks. I wish we could figure out a way. Maybe we will soon to, to see those. But that appeared to be an epic finish. So that was the last one to finish on Friday night. Um, for those who don't know, I live basically a stone's throw away from the Grain Valley City Line in Blue Springs. And it is, depending on the light, just as fast for me to go to Grain Valley High School as it is to go to Blue Springs South High School. As, the, over, as it went to overtime, it was the last game, and my nephew who was doing scores texted me. He's like, this is the last one. And then it went the second overtime. I texted back with him. I was like, when it was over, I said, I should have just jumped in the car. Yeah and gone down and watched the overtime. So essentially it was a, it, Raytown was up most of that game. Um, and then Grain Valley drives down the last one, Caleb Larson, their, their quarterback uh, put out his huddle film or his dad put out his huddle film of the last drive and hats off to this kid because in the final drive, he threw two balls into the chest of Raytown players. He had two that should have been picked game over. Didn't phase him. He scrambles around, hits a kid streaking in the back of the end zone with no time on the clock, you know, extra point, good, tie it up. And they go three overtimes and Raytown decides to go for it on the third one and they stuff him and they get the win. So that proves it's hard to beat a team twice in, in one season. And, you know, they've beaten Raytown pretty easily the first time around and they get a Fordo Saves team that beat them earlier in the season, nine, eight on a um, kick. The kicker for Grain Valley knows not to kick it to Lorenzo Fenner. He slips, the ball goes right to him. He runs it all the way back to the two-yard line, and that's how they scored their touchdown in that game. So uh, it's funny because those two teams are are close in terms of proximity. They play in the summer. The coaches' staff know each other. Brock Bolt, who coaches at Fort Osage, is a Grain Valley graduate. When they played the regular season game, he was inducted into the Grain Valley Hall of Fame, to which he joked with David Alley, the Grain Valley coach, who did this on purpose, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to coach my team. And <laughs> they, you know, so they're excited. Both these teams are excited about it. And David Alley said last night, he goes. We think a lot of them. I'm just not going to like them very much for three hours on Friday night. <laughs> well, Great I mean, game. look, that, that game was 17-17 going to overtime. Yeah. They finished 38-37, just a wild three-overtime finish there. So, Yeah, one of the reasons why I think college went to the two-point conversion <laughs> is because you know, that looked like it was headed to a five-six overtime. You know, if Raytown kicks the extra point, that's you know they might still be playing. Who knows? Did they, and they went for two? They went for two on the third overtime. So. Wow. Tried to pull a Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Um, up in class six, the big class in Missouri, Liberty North took on Park Hill South and was a good game for a while. We we talked about Park Hill South, I think maybe with a raised eyebrow, maybe all year, like, okay, but you know, the schedule hasn't been great. Yeah, you're undefeated, but they, they proved it. They, they, they hung. No, they, they the best team in the city. Yeah, they, they hung with Liberty North. And, and, you know, Liberty North's strength is, is their depth and their, and their physicality. And they forced some turnovers. Uh, Park Hill South had some errors in the kicking game. And, you know, I told Coach Wilton, I was emailing him, I said, you know, great season. And he's like, yeah, I just picked the wrong time to turn the ball over and, and, and you know, have kicking errors. I emailed him back and I'm like, and that's the wrong team to do that against because that's what they play. For. I mean, that's yeah. where they start. They, I mean, they look for those things. Greg Jones coach teams look to be so strong in special teams and get turnovers and, and lead to short fields for their offense. And, and that's one of their, their trademarks. And no, they hung with them and, and they, they showed that, you know, we, that they're probably when the rank final rankings come out, I think they deserve to be a top five team, um, you know, with Lee Summit North and 
you know, because I'll be honest with Your you. Your only loss is to Liberty North, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you look at teams, you look at teams that are in the final four. Um, CBC, yeah, they're a top five team. Lisa North, yeah, they're a top five team, no matter where they fit. You know, uh, Liberty North, yeah, they're a top five team. Troy Buchanan wasn't even ranked in the top 10 when they started. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even know if they deserve to be ranked now. Uh, and Francis Howell, who was in the back end of the rankings, I, I don't know. If, I mean, I think Park Hill South beats Troy Buchanan and Francis Howell by two or three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think Ray Peck beats those teams by two or three touchdowns. I think Liberty might beat those teams by two or three touchdowns. So I think that if you're Park Hill South, you your first year in, in six, you got to feel pretty good about what you did. And I think that that's a program that under Coach Wilmus has done a fantastic job of building up. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to be, a, a, you know, it stinks that they're on the same side with Liberty North, who seems like they've got it really going uh, right now. But, uh, you know, hey, you just, you keep putting yourself back in that spot. Mm-hmm. Get to the district final, get to the semifinal, you, you know, just keep putting yourself back in there and, and eventually you'll break through. All right, so we got both Norths from Lee Summit and Liberty going on the road, right, this week. Yes, yeah, so that was a Troy Buchanan touchdown as time went out to win that game to make <laughs> Liberty North have to drive across the state. And, and but they're on was... different sides of the bracket. So we could feasibly yes. have Liberty North be Lee Summit North, the state championship game, right? Yes, very much. What, the, what put, put your odds at that happening? I would say Liberty North is probably about an 85 to 90%. I don't think Troy Buchanan can even come close to him. Um, I think it's probably 55, 45 CBC. Um, the CBC, they're still undefeated? Yes. No, they lost to East St. Louis, which is one of the best teams in the country. Um, they are good, and they have athletes. Um, and Lee Summit North is good, and I think their athletes are comparable. I would say that there's no big talent gap between those two teams. The difference is every, every practice that Lee Summit North has had this week is a strange new thing that has never happened in their school history. The game on Friday is as far as they've ever been. Right. Um, they've never won a district. Um, they've never come, you know, they've never come out this far. They've never been in the semifinals. So it's, it's due territory for them. And, and I'm not saying that as a, it's a positive and a negative in the sense that CBC has been there, done that, the, the nerves shouldn't get to them. Um, you know, and they're battle tested too. I think, I think that, that they've got some pretty big flashy names on their resume. Um, but I also think that the bottom of their resume teams are, are not like Lee Summit North's bottom is not as low as what CBC's bottom in terms yeah. of schedule. I think CB, I think Lee Summit North has played a better overall schedule. They just don't have an East St. Louis on their, on their schedule to say, but they, they beat Ray Peck twice. Um, you know, Liberty North was a three point game and um, well, Blue Valley, Blue, Blue Valley North AL teams, right? Yeah, Blue Valley North. You had, you had Lee Summit North, Beat in overtime, I believe Blue Valley North. Blue Valley North and CBC when they were undefeated. played Aquinas, um, yeah, and, and beat them uh, rather easily. But yeah, so I guess that's the closest thing you have to some comparisons there. Yeah, no, I, 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 I just think that you know I think CBC came over here and beat Rockers forty-one fourteen, and I think that that game too. People, yep, that people I think that people are on, has got a lot of people like oh well they hammered Rockers they're by far and I'm like well I don't know if Lee Summit North doesn't do that to Rockers. <clears throat> You know, I mean, you know, this is a pretty middle of the road rockers team. It's pretty young and 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 they took their lumps in some games. So no, I I I think they've got a good chance. Um, they just can't let the moment get too big for them. Uh, and and I think if they can if they can get a lead, um, I, I think that'll be big for them. Their defense is really good. I mean, they, they shut out a Joplin team that can score. Uh they, you know, they held Ray Peck at, you know, they gave up <laughs> they didn't cover Jaden Dawson on a wheel route. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which I think that most people will tell you is a huge mistake, but 
Uh, the, outside of that, they played a really good game against Ray Peck, a team that Ray Peck that had been scoring to some point. So, no, I think there's a chance. Uh, and if there is, then I think it'd be great. Hey, there might be a chance on the on the Kansas side too. Lawrence is playing really good football. They are. And Free State. Free State, State kind of hung with Derby. All the way back on Derby. Yeah, almost came all the way back on Derby. So I, I talked with Coach Bowen yesterday and I said, hey, I said, we'd love to have two 6A finals that are all, you know, all Kansas City teams. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'd like to have that happen too. <laughs> well, you're seeing the impact right away that Bowen's had on um, oh. on Lawrence and uh, and able to get them. I, I mean, the last time they were this far was, I think, 1995. So that would that would be cool. And the big class a, in 6A in Kansas have four Kansas City schools playing. He had a great line. He said that uh, one thing he's learned coaching high school football, I said, well, you're going on the road. Derby's a tough place. He goes, I'll be honest with you. I'd, I'd rather go on the road. He's like, when you're home, they go and they, you don't know what they're doing. And they're, he goes, I've got them on the bus. And he goes, a lot of them get, get a nap that they need. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're on the bus for an hour, they just kind of relax and, he goes, I, he goes, I'd play everything on the road. I said, well, if you win this one, you're on a bus to Emporia. So that's, <laughs> you know, your last, your last one will be a bus trip. So no, he's, he's made a, he's made a great impact. You know, Steve Rampey did a good job of kind of taking that, you know, but they lost Devin Neal and some really good players and that's, and, but they haven't missed a beat. I mean, they're further down than they were last year. So yeah. I, you know, Clint, Clint Bowen has done a fantastic job at, at Lawrence this year. All right, well, let's stay in Missouri here to your REMAX Big Three games of the week. And uh, let's work uh, kind of top to bottom class on down. Fort Osage and Grain Valley, I, we've not talked enough about the Indians Fort Osage all year yes. long. I apologize. Let's talk about them now because here they are in the quarterfinals. Well, uh, it, they're not sexy. <laughs> they're physical. They run the ball. They play hey, good defense. I think a final uh, eight berth, that's sexy to yeah, me. Yeah, and here's the, here's the thing, and I know Coach Bolt doesn't want me talking about this. There's a thing with Fort Osage. Starting in 2009, every three years, they were in, they've been in the state championship game. 9, 12, 15, 18. Really? So there this would be 21. 21. And so um, it's generally when they have a senior quarterback who has played a couple years. Uh, Minnie, I think, is a junior. Um, they would have had a senior. Trey Baker was going to be there. Um, but he transferred to Lee Summit North. His brother, Ty Baker, was the quarterback who led him to the state championship game when they lost in 18. Uh, some guy named Skylar Thompson was when they won it in 15. Remember him. Steve McBee in 12. And then uh, totally blanking on the guy in 2009 was a two-year starter. So they've got a pretty good formula. They know that they're well aware of the numbers in that sense. And, and, uh, um, and, and I brought it up and, and, and he was like, I know you know that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I broadcast their game in 18 and went and did the whole thing. And, and they even prophesied that possibly this could happen because I knew that Trey Raker was coming. Um, so no, that it, that's a, that's a team that beats comes back and beats Black County 22-20 after coming back from down 14 to Staley the week before. Uh, Coach Bolt said he, he would – he goes, I'm glad they know they can do that. I would prefer not to do that this week and come from behind. But both Grain Valley and uh, Fort Osage have done done that the last two weeks. And uh, I think that their both their votes are similar. They um, It's going to be a real physical, tough game. And I think these two teams are, are good enough um to possibly get into a state championship game they, they're playing they play the right style of ball at the right time um because you know look at look at the olathe south blue valley north game a few weeks ago when it got wet and windy oh yeah and cold and blue valley north henry martin as good as anybody can throw the ball around in the yard on anybody they totally got shut down by olathe south and olathe south just said we'll run it we'll run it we'll run it play defense and get it so that's that's the thing both these teams are kind of equipped they're 
I, that this game's a toss up. I've got to pick it later today. I have no idea which direction I'm going to go. Um, and I may not until right there. Um, but no, it's, it's definitely a, a, a good game. And I think it's a game that's going to be, is already becoming a pretty good rivalry and, and probably will continue to be. All right. Down to class four, it's Smithville at Lincoln prep combined record, I think is 21 and 0 yeah. <laughs> between these two teams, this game, as we're, Recording it right now, we don't know where it's going to be played. Somebody else can get into those weeds. Let's talk about yes. on the field. Smithville, you talk about just kind of like boring, not sexy football. They win. They run the ball, and they get it done defensively. Lincoln Prep, I don't think anybody saw the best version of Lincoln Prep we've ever seen coming this year but I think this is the best version of League of Prep. Yeah, seen. it's they're a more balanced team, um, offensively, defensively. Um, but while they have the, – their quarterback is really good. Um, I think his name's Suddeth and um, John Price, the tailback, the sophomore tailback, is really good. You know, they don't have the Howard Browns and, and you know, Jermaine Hamilton, Jordan, name guys or D1 guys. We've I'm not saying they're D1 before. guys. It's sometimes better just to have consistency throughout and not, you know, the, the, the big dogs, the big D1 players. I think what they've done the last two weeks, beating Harrisonville and Nevada, and I think people say, oh, I don't know much about Nevada. Nevada is a really solid, good football team that plays down in southwest Missouri against some good teams. And that was a good win for them because they kind of just handled them. Yeah, they took care of their business. And that's the thing. It's not – they're not lucky. I mean, they played center tough a few weeks ago, and then it was a, they got up on center, and center tried to come back, and that was a good win for them. You know, they've beaten Cardinal Ritter. They beat Maryville. Um, all teams that are still playing – and Cardinal Ritter could be in the semifinals and Maryville could be in the semifinals very easily. So, you know, those are teams that, that are good teams. And, you know, Harrisonville had, had struggled at times, but they housed them. So it doesn't, I mean, that's what you should do to a team that's not playing very well. And they beat a good Nevada team. Smithville though, I, I think that everybody who's in class five or class three is thanking God that Smithville is not right. in that class with them <laughs> right. this year. I mean, cause I think Smithville's good enough to win in class five. That's five. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's how dominant they've been this season. Yeah, and and so, you know, they're an experienced team that was a minute and a half away from going to the state championship game last year right. against the team that won it. Um, you know, MICDS is on their side of the bracket. If they were to get past Lincoln Prep, um, that was pro they're probably the second best team. I think Smithville's the best team. I've been saying it since we started the year, and I'm not changing anything. So I, I think it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But no, it's uh, it's definitely going to be. I think it'll be a good game. I think Lincoln Prep's going to going to play tough, and and but I think I just think Smithville's the team. So I, if we, I'm picking it right now, I'm picking Smith. <laughs> They've given up 64 points all season long, as Smith. Yes, Smithville in 10 games. Yes. Um, congrats to Raytown South, who somehow scored 14 of them in one game. I think I think on the freshman team. Uh, yeah, exactly. You never know, especially those because that. Oh no, I checked in to find that final score, and it was 50 something to nothing. And then it was. Yeah. 14 points scored in the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you Smithville's got, okay. Starters have only given up this many points. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. So yeah. Um, all right. And then last but not least in Missouri, it's going to be class three here. St. Pius on the road to Pleasant Hill. Why is that St. Pius is the 10 and one record Pleasant Hill seven and four explain to everybody why, why that's at Pleasant. Hill. Well, when you get out of districts, the seeds go away and then it goes down to how many times you've hosted and, you know, Pius hosted all their district games. Um, so they were probably going on the road anyway. And it depends on – and then if you hosted the same top than the odd-numbered year top of the bracket host, which is why Lincoln Prep is fighting to stay at home yeah. and host at their school because they've earned – you know, they've earned the right to host. 
So here's the deal. Pleasant Hill is going to play their first home playoff game of the season. They were on the road all three weeks and yep. got three good wins. And they are at home until they get in a bus and go to Columbia if they go to the state championship game. And I think St. Pius is very good, and they've got a great defense. And Anthony Simone Jr., their coach, and his staff has done a fantastic job. Jack Moss, their quarterback, is really good. Uh, Robbie Sharp, their tailback, is really good. Pleasant Hill is as hot as anybody, and they can score on anybody. If you're St. Pius, you've played basically the teams that were in your conference in the district. The same again. You've beaten them again. You've taken care of your business. St. James is the only team that's that's played. But you're looking at a team that looks a lot like St. James offensively. Um, and Easton Road, their quarterback, is a dual-threat guy, and he puts up points. And Pleasant Hill has been in every game, and they've beaten Boonville, Odessa. You know, they have five losses, but, you know, they play in a tough conference, you know, and and with center and – um, you know, they lost Oak Grove the first time. It came back and beat them the second time. Pleasant Hill is as dangerous. A team, you rarely get a team that wins a district from a five seed and you go, oh, yeah, they've got a chance. Usually yeah. it's a, a funky district and they, and they, you know, maybe they were middling a lot, like a me age would have been if they were in like an 18 district. But Pleasant Hill has been sneaky good all season and in every game they've been in, even their losses. <clears throat> so they're dangerous. They're dangerous. And I'm, I guarantee you, and I know that coaching staff at Pius is telling their kids, do not look at the record. Yeah, do not look absolutely. at the record. <laughs> um, and speaking of defenses, Pius, by the way, if you take out that one Kansas yes. game against St. James, has given up 50 points yeah. all season long to its uh, Missouri opponents this year. So, should be a good one. That'll be our game of the week, by the way on KSHB 41, they, they, they flooded the inbox. <laughs> yeah, 85% of the vote, oh, almost 600 votes with the St. Pius and uh, Pleasant Hill. And that's how you usually see it, right? Those smaller schools, they don't get all the love from all the TV stations and all the, all the websites every week. So when they're up for a game of the week, I mean, I, I just picture everybody in the town, like going to the post office to cast their vote. Yeah, you can do it on a computer or phone or whatever, but that's what I picture. All right, over at Kansas, let's start in 6A, Blue Valley West and Blue Valley Northwest. It's a rematch of a game about four weeks ago, I think, yeah. that Northwest won like 21 nothing or something like that. Yeah, it, it, not, it was not a, a blowout, but Northwest defense actually kind of came to play in that one. Yeah, and I think this is going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be who can establish the line of scrimmage, I think, is going to determine this game. Um, and, and I think Blue Valley West is, is pretty good there, but Northwest – Every time Northwest, I don't think anybody's doubted them. I mean, but just but they're kind of in that as this group. You know, the first time they've been in the semifinals in '99, so they haven't done this in a long, long time. And you know, there was kind of a show me type attitude. They they've passed every test. They had their game against St. Thomas Aquinas, coming off a big win over Blue Valley North. Yeah. <clears throat> they get down a couple touchdowns to Aquinas. Be the only blip on the radar there. Yes, and and. That's that's a very easy trap game, and that, that has happened to plenty of teams uh, along the way who've gone yeah, on to win championships. Really, Aquinas isn't even a trap game. I mean, they're proving that they they may, you know they're one of the best. Teams it was it was a it was a dangerous a dangerous game against an Aquinas team that had lost four in a row that was much better than that. Uh, and and you're coming off of beating your rival, and you, well, you and turn you the ball over a couple times, right? I mean, yeah, that's and you got to play flex mode. It's yeah. the, there's a lot of factors there. Uh, so no, I you know. I think Blue Valley West is is good enough to get this win. I'm probably leaning towards Blue Valley Northwest in this one, um, just because I think they've got a little bit more weapons um, and they've they've kind of proven it just a little bit more than West. But I'll tell you right now, I for some reason I'm the one who makes the picks. I've put Blue Valley West in our picks. I don't know, 
eight times this year. I've picked them right one time. So whichever way I go is probably you go the other way. So the Jags are hoping that you yes, are all, the Jags are all on the Huskies. Yes, yes, that's what they're hoping for. Nice, uh, good deal. All right, uh, down in five A, it's St. Thomas Aquinas and Mill Valley. And how about just kind of a round of applause for those two teams for the seventh year in a row, Dion? These <laughs> two teams are facing each other in the five A playoffs, and the winner will go play for a state championship game seventh year in a row that streak will end after this year because uh aquinas is going down to four a but i can't remember a run like that of two teams together you, you've seen the miages you've seen some missouri team even back in the day with you know blue springs and rockers they, yeah, they didn't always that consistent yeah they they didn't always meet in the playoffs every year um sometimes in, there was a couple of times they were in the same district thank you misha um but no, it's been a it's been a crazy thing. The last six of those times have been in the semifinals. Once in the quarters, six in the semis. It's just odd that they they've never been on the same side of the bracket, really, and they, they've met so so late. Because in Kansas, you like like this year, Aquinas, Aquinas oh, it was a, teams, but Aquinas it was a seven seed, right? Yeah, it was a roll. It was and it came down to like three things on the well, line. They could have met week two. Yeah, yes. it was very yeah. close. Yeah. No, I I think this is you know last year, you know Mill Valley really dominated this game and. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think it's a little more evenly matched. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Mill Valley. I, I just think that they're, they're, they've kind of stepped up and done everything they can. But as we just talked about Blue Valley Northwest, do not get behind two touchdowns to Aquinas because they, you won't get the ball. They will, they will do exactly what they will dictate what the game will be at that point. And they are as good at that as any team in the, you know, look, Greg Jones can dictate and Liberty North will dictate what they want to do to you, but not, not the way Randy Dryling and his crew do when they get, when they get the, the lead and they want to do what they want to do. They are masters of dictating how the game is going to go. Well, so. absolutely. It's like, it's like, it's when you're playing Aquinas, it's like the first quarter is the most is, is the biggest quarter. Uh, just like you said, if you get behind, they're, they're going to throw eight minute drives at you. Right. Yes. But if you can blitz them in a hurry and run out to a 20, nothing lead, well, it might take them a while to get down and get those touchdowns, and you're more in the driver's seat. Now, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's, it's, a, it's a unique style, and this is a fun game every year. In, in those seven games, you've had Aquinas win big, you've had Mill Valley win big uh, a couple times, and then you've had some classics like the one two years ago at Aquinas yeah, overtime game. I think this one is more in that ilk. Yeah, I think so too, and I think it's going to be it's going to and this cliched, but. It's going to be a lot dictated by the offensive and defensive lines and how oh, they yeah. do against yeah, well, each other. And those, that's how they win. Those two teams, yeah. th those are the most physical. This will be the most physical game Mill Valley plays. This will be the most physical game Aquinas plays. And, and, and I think that bodes well for whoever wins going into the next week. I, you know, I think Mays is really good. Um, I think Capen is pretty good. But I don't think that they bring physicality like maybe a Wichita Northwest or speed that Wichita Northwest has brought the last yeah. few years or – so I think it's if you're if you're on the other side, you're probably thinking, well, if we get there, we got to be ready to strap it on. So that's yeah. gonna be a really good game. No, uh, can't wait in a lot of ways uh, that <laughs> one, uh, on Friday night. Uh, and then last but not least, in uh, in Kansas, uh, speaking of rivalry games, now we have Bishop Miege and St. James for the second time this year. Yes. St. James really dominated the first time around. Uh, the Stags get another shot at them. Yeah, and, and Miege is playing a little better. Um, but I don't know if they can get 
into the 30s against the St. James defense because I think St. James is going to get into the 30s. They have in their seven-game winning streak. They've, they've easily gotten there. Um, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if BH can do it. Um, you know, I think that they're going to come out, they're going to have a good game plan. I mean, last year it was an overtime game. Um, but earlier this year was saying a lot about it showed a lot. And, and, and those teams continued to be what they were coming out of that. Miage has looked a little better um, once they got into the playoffs. Uh, but I, I think St. James is on the verge of, of, of having another title in their hands. So, uh, the, the, you know, it's kind of weird because it was always on somebody to beat Miage. Now it's kind of it's on Miage to beat St. James. I mean, they've got to go the beat. underdog role for the first time. These yes, yes. Uh, the, 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 the little clunky Bishop Miage. Plunky Bishop Miege, if they could only break through and get some some good things to happen for them. <laughs> so no, it, it, you know, it's a, it it says a lot about their their program and their kids that they don't they aren't uber talented like they've been in the past. They're a little more you know like a regular old football team, and they're still able to kind of go. And you know, some kids just you know when you win a lot, you you get those extra practices, and those kids think, oh well, it's the weekend before Thanksgiving. We need to be playing in the semifinal. And they, you know, we, we know we need to be there. So, and, you know, going back even before they went on the run in 4A, you know, they made a 5A state championship game uh, in 2011 and were in semis and, and places like that too, when even they were in 5A. So they, they, they know what they need to do. And now St. James is kind of in that mold. They've, they're kind of in that, okay, this is the time of year. So I, like I said, I, I think St. James is going to get that win, but uh, it should, I think it'll be a good game for most of it, but I feel like St. St. James has kind of been this, okay, we'll let you, play but then third and fourth midway through the third and fourth quarter that's when we they really kind of pull away and put games away all right let's take a look at a few other teams playing uh to get the uh round of four in missouri kind of outskirts of the coverage area you got richmond playing uh i believe at maryville yes on saturday and lafayette county's playing you got east buck playing am i missing anybody here um that's it right there in class two and class one east buck and penny um are playing on saturday uh, lafayette county is hosting bowling green um where's bowling green up northeast missouri outside of kentucky uh, and then there's one in ohio i didn't know there's yes one in missouri uh the bowling green missouri if and you're a wrestling guy i think the wrestler kane is from or you have oh, been a wrestling that guy. kind of wrestling yes I see. yes kane the wwe star i think is from bowling green missouri. no way that'd be great <laughs> i think one of those one of those monster guys either kane or i don't know is from bowling green um but uh lafayette county i think is gonna get that win I think Lafayette County's got a good chance because they're on the opposite side of the bracket from Lamar, Maryville, and Richmond, um, just the way they kind of went. So I think they've got a good chance to get to the state championship game. They're playing really well. Maryville, Richmond's a rematch of a district championship game last year, won by Maryville. Um, Richmond is a year older. I mean, they were all juniors last year. Keyshawn Elliott is as good a football player as you'll find in the city. Um, he can play for anybody. Uh, and he's our quarterback. And at one point last week against St. Michael, he had eight carries or six carries for 200 change and four touchdowns. Wow. Yeah, so he wow. made mince me to St. Michael, and uh, you know, cold night. My guy Ryan Edwards was covering it for me. Calls me at halftime, and I go, you know, technically, if you can park your car and see the field for the second half, you can uh, <laughs> sit in your car, <laughs> watch the second half, and then go interview the coach afterwards. Seventy to fourteen in a district final game. So yeah, now and then the East Buck. I said East Buck a penny. Um, East Buck, good win over UA last week. You know, they jumped out on them and and forced UA to make mistakes, and that's what they did. And um, University Academy threw, you know, had a couple interceptions in the end zone and turned the ball over. And 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 East Buchanan's their tailback is really good. And, uh, they they leaned on him and they will again this week too. So, uh, by the way, Kane, aka Glenn Jacobs, is from Bowling Green, Missouri. 
went to Northeast Missouri State, learned something every day on Snap Tackle Pod. I appreciate that. Nice job there, Dion. Yes, and I, the only reason I know that is I knew a guy who was from Hannibal, um, you know, from who was Hannibal's a got a more famous um, resident. Yes, he, he was not WWE by any means, but he no. knew that he knew that stat and partied on me when I was like Bowling Green. We we're talking about uh, Bowl, I, Bowling Green is not the. It's not. It, this isn't basketball where um, every year, and I've covered. I have covered high school sports. Not, not, not saying I've covered basketball for thirty years, but I've been aware and you know been a part of high school sports in, in Missouri um, for thirty plus years. And every year we get to the final four. And now that there's going to be six classes, it'll be even worse. Um, every year we get to the final four, and I'm looking at the boys and girls. I'm like, what? Where? I, some town in this state. <laughs> nice. Never heard of. of. Nice. And have no concept. A couple of years ago, Kennett. Missouri when they played Odessa in the yep. semifinals. I was like, what? I, I remember looking up Kennett. Yeah. So it, I mean that's, that's way southeast, right? Yes, that's southeast. <clears throat> um that's I got the all one of towns down. I've never lived outside of Kansas, but I'm like you, there's always a Missouri town that springs yeah, up. There's a ton of small towns. I mean, Missouri's a bigger state than Kansas. And so, yep. and there's a lot more little towns dotted there the thing. Are. And when Kennett Kennett's the one that when I was looking for somebody to cover the game, I was called, I was looking at St. Louis, and then I started looking around and going, well, if I know somebody in Memphis, it was actually closer to find like a stringer out of Memphis uh, to do that. But no, it's uh, there's some small towns out there. Hayti is another one, in class one. Um, Hayti, not Haiti. Uh, that's, there's so many, uh, yeah, so many Missouri towns that are like Nevada, right? Uh, not Nevada. Uh, you know, they look like other uh, places, but pronounced differently. Yeah, Mar- for sales. For sales, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, also, my my wife's from uh, M I L A N. Kansas, Milan, not Milan. Yeah, there's a Milan, Missouri too, up north. That is the home of one Greg Oder, former Blue Spring South. Oh, that's awesome. Head coach, uh, three-time state champion. Now, I don't know, just coaching some defense at some Catholic school in the city. The Catholic know. school in the just, and, just and the Catholic school in the city. Some 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 school in the city. So I quickly here. We've gone way long, but you know what? It's semifinal slash quarterfinal yes. week. We'll go long here. Uh, give me some. Uh, what what are we thinking here? Simone Awards here. But we narrowed it down to like a. Final four-ish uh, as far as candidates go? Um, you know, I'd say Jet Deneen. I'd say Mikey Paul. He put himself in a great position last after last week's okay. game. Um, Henry Martin's still part of the conversation. I think Trey Baker's a big part of the conversation from Lincoln Summit North. Um, Wintrick Williams at Liberty had a really good year. Sam Van Dyne um, from uh, Liberty North will yep. be a part of the conversation. So those are kind of some of the big guys that, that really are, are there right now. Um, we'll see what the next week or so brings. Um, I think Sean Carroll at Aquinas uh, is definitely part of the conversation. Really good year running the ball. Really good year. And I mean, if they, if they go beat Mill Valley and win a state championship and if they do that, he will probably add 300 to 400 yards and five to six touchdowns to his total. Which is amazing considering Tank never won it. Tank Young. I know. And they shared a back. It's it's not about Tony Temple never won one either. So it's sometimes it's about who's in your thing. So those are the guys right there that are, that are probably, you know, that we're going to be working on the ballot in the next week. And that'll be out to the coaches over Thanksgiving break. And um, that'll be coming together pretty quick. Um, but no, and there's some new exciting things too um, around the Simone Awards that we'll tease right now is uh, um, getting ready to announce a partnership. They've announced a, a, they're getting ready to announce a, a title sponsor. Um, and I'll just say it's a, if you follow Preps KC, it's a title sponsor that will be familiar to you. It's one, one of our founding sponsors uh, that have partnered with the Simone Awards and the new website and, uh, year-round um, content for it. Um, really get to know the Simone Awards even more, past winners, things like that. So that's going to be exciting. Um, that'll be right as we lead up to the 
the ceremony and, and the announcing the winners. And also, I think that uh, we could probably go ahead and say that uh, some changes that we did last year are going to stay. We're hopefully going to go back to the ceremony. Yeah, so we're going to be announcing. We're going to be announcing all the other four awards, basically the Fontana, the Bell, the Buchanan, and the Taylor on KSHB 41 in the days leading up to the Simone Award, which will be on December 7th, I believe. Yeah, seventh, uh, yeah, the 7th. Yeah, and and uh, the plan is to have it back in the school this year of the winner. And then uh, we will stream that live on KSHB 41 on our platforms, on our OTT, basically. And then we'll package that up into like a 30-minute special that will air throughout um, uh, the, the schedule on KMCI, 38th the spot. And we're going to have a couple airings on KSHB during December. I think one's going to be on December 26th. So we're excited about that one. We're like, day after Christmas, that's a Sunday, I believe. Everybody's home. Yeah. Just, just kind of, hey, want to turn on some money awards? There you go. And then, of course, it'll be there on our OTT platform for for a long, long time, anytime people can watch it. So we're excited well, about the partnership with Simone Awards and kind of having it back back this year. And, and they're doing also the, doing a lot of the things we did last year during COVID. Well, and, the, and the, having the four awards announced separately never seemed like something to do. And we did it last year. And I thought it was really, we thought it was kind of cool. The, 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 fun, the lineman gets a day all to himself. Yes, yes. And you know, Brandon Martin and, and Tongi, the, the video of that's right up there with the girl from Alaska winning the Olympics or yeah. school going crazy. I mean, that's that's fun. And, and they get to share with their family and friends a little more relaxed situation instead of being sitting there and standing up in front of yeah. 1,500 people, uh, 1,480 that they don't know yeah. and, uh, and and having to do that and even, even having to walk over and talk to you, you know, in front of the entire crowd instead of yeah. just doing a Zoom call with, with you and I. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh it's definitely one of those. So no, looking forward to it. It's going to be an exciting week, and in the next next three weeks are going to be fast and furious, and uh, it's yep. going to be a lot of fun. I was going to say we're just a couple weeks away from state championship games, which means we're just a few weeks away from the Simone Awards, um, and we're going to wrap this show up before it bleeds into the state championship games. Yeah, I was going to say or my or my uh, radio show that I'm going to have. Some yeah. <laughs> awesome, uh, Dion. We appreciate the time for Dion. I'm Mick. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.